Welcome to the Retirement Guide Podcast. I'm your host, George Jameson, owner of Capital Wealth Group, a flat fee-only advisory firm. Whether you're nearing retirement or already retired, join me each week as we explore the world of retirement planning and equip you with the knowledge and tools you need for a successful retirement. So let's get started. Today, we're diving into a topic that's been on the minds of many as the year comes to a close, and that is Roth conversions. Now, if you're getting ready for retirement, you've probably heard financial advisors singing the praises of Roth conversions. It's considered a powerful tool to boost your lifetime wealth and can also reduce your total taxes in retirement. I did a previous episode on Roth conversions that you might want to check out. It was one of my most popular episodes, so I thought I would do another one on why you may not want to do Roth conversions. A burning question comes up for those nearing or just starting retirement. Should you convert your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA? Well, it's not that simple, and it's not a one-size-fits-all answer, and there's a lot to consider. Sure, financial advisors and accountants are ready with guidance on when a Roth conversion makes sense, but let's not overlook the scenarios where it may not be the best move. In general, the consensus is that Roth conversions are better post-retirement, especially when you find yourself in a lower income bracket. Maybe it's before or after you start claiming Social Security, or perhaps before those required minimum distributions kick in at age 73. But you know there are other strategies to trim down those taxes in retirement. It's not just about Roth conversions. It's a whole playbook, and you've got to weigh your options. But first, let's look at the benefits of Roth conversions. One perk is the ability to pay taxes on your traditional IRA now rather than later, especially if you anticipate a higher tax rate down the road. Paying the tax up front means your growth and earnings and any income all grows tax-free within the Roth IRA. And here's another plus. All your withdrawals are tax-free, provided you have met the five-year rule. Plus, let's not forget the joy of avoiding required minimum distributions once you hit age 73. In addition, your heirs, if you pass it down, might have to deal with RMDs, but at least they won't have to be taxed on them. But, and there's always a but, this strategy is not for everyone. So before you jump on the Roth conversion bandwagon, let's explore five scenarios where you may not want to do Roth conversions. So reason number one, an upfront tax burden. So the first roadblock many encounter is the upfront tax burden. Yes, Roth conversions can be a fantastic strategy for the long run, but let's face it, nobody enjoys paying taxes. Some individuals find it challenging to part ways with a significant chunk of their savings now, even if it promises tax-free growth later. In essence, it boils down to the question of how much are you willing to pay for the benefits of a Roth IRA, even if the numbers make sense on paper. Sometimes the psychological aspect of that upfront tax bill can be a deal breaker. And reason number two, lower tax brackets in future years. The anticipation of being in a lower tax bracket in the future is a key consideration. It might seem obvious, but it's crucial to factor in not just federal tax rates, but also state taxes. A prime example is someone currently residing in a state 
with higher income taxes, but planning to retire in a state with no income taxes. In such cases, a Roth conversion may not be as advantageous as it initially appears. State tax considerations can significantly impact the overall equation. And reason number three, lack of cash or savings outside IRAs. Converting to a Roth IRA means paying taxes up front. The catch here is, in general, you shouldn't plan on using funds from your traditional IRA to foot the tax bill. Doing so would essentially reduce the initial balance of your new Roth IRA. But the real question is, where does the money to pay the tax bill come from? It's a critical aspect to consider. And it's not just about the conversion itself, but how you manage the associated cost. For example, assume you plan to convert $100,000 of your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA and have an effective tax rate of 24%. So $24,000 in taxes needs to be paid now. If $24,000 is withdrawn from a savings account to pay the tax, your new Roth IRA will still start with the same $100,000 it had before and will require no more taxes to be paid on distributions in the future. But if you pay the tax from the IRA funds being converted, your new Roth IRA will start with a balance of only $76,000, effectively handicapping it from the very beginning. And reason number four, your required minimum distribution is not projected to be an issue. What do I mean by this? If you're not going to be required to take more money out of your IRA due to your RMD, then you would already otherwise be taking out to meet your income needs. So let's look at two examples to clarify what I'm talking about. So the first example is Sue and Bill, who have $2 million, all in pre-tax IRAs. Let's assume they want to live on $80,000 per year throughout retirement, and they have about $60,000 per year coming from Social Security. So the difference is $20,000 per year they'll take out from their IRAs. However, once they hit RMD age, they will be projected to have to take out $80,000 per year starting at age 73. In this scenario, they may be a candidate to do some Roth conversions. Because at age 73, if they do not do Roth conversions, or they do not need more income from their IRA, and they'll be required to take out a lot more than they need from their IRAs and pay unnecessary taxes. However, let's look at a second example. Jane and John also have a $2 million portfolio, but of the $2 million, only $400,000 are in IRAs, and the rest is in a brokerage account, and then a little bit in Roth IRAs. They have the exact same scenario. They get 60000 combined Social Security and need 80000 to live on. So they would again need about 20000 from their portfolio each year to live on. However, their projected RMD would be about 16000 So doing a Roth conversion may not make sense for them. If your RMDs are less than you actually think you're going to need from your portfolio, it may not make sense to do Roth conversions because RMDs won't be an issue for you in the future. And reason number five, your charitable intentions. For our fifth point, let's discuss the charitable angle. 
the appeal of a Roth IRA lies in its assets growing tax-free. However, if you're planning to give substantial amounts of your IRA to charity, here's the twist. Charities typically don't pay taxes on IRA distributions. So if your end game is philanthropy, a Roth conversion might not make sense. A Roth conversion might mean inadvertently less money to charities and paying more in taxes. This is where QCDs come into play. A QCD can be a powerful tool for those who are philanthropically inclined. It allows individuals who are 70 and a half or older to make direct transfers up to $100,000 per year per person from your traditional IRAs to qualified charities. The beauty of QCDs is that the distributed amount isn't included in the individual's taxable income. It's a tax-efficient way to fulfill your charitable goals while potentially reducing your taxable income. So, all right, folks, remember, a Roth conversion is a one-way street. It's a taxable transaction you can't undo. So take a good look at your situation. Crunch the numbers using retirement planning software and make sure it's the right move for you before pulling the trigger. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great day and Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Retirement Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review to help others discover the show. For questions, ideas, or discuss your retirement plan, reach out to me, George Jameson, at Capital Wealth Group. Visit our website at capitalwealthplan.com to learn more. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more insightful retirement planning in future episodes. And now for the disclaimer. The information discussed in this podcast is for general explanations and education only. It is not tax, legal, or investment advice. Before considering acting on any information heard here, first consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you and have a great day.